Welcome to Earn News Now for April 6, 2020. Uh, this would be quarantine edition. Uh, now, now we're all in our secret layers, bat caves, underwater realms, uh, League of Justice, Fortress of Solitude. What else? What other? What other layers did I miss? What like the Baxter Building, maybe? <sighs> yeah, I don't know if that's a layer. The Legion of Doom. You know, the big thing well, looks like Dark Helmet. I would probably feel safest in the Baxter Building since it's the uh, lab of Reed Richards. But uh, I've got Miss Jen and. Chaz with me. Uh, Jarek is off in his own Fortress of Solitude. Uh, we have, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We all watched Bloodshot yesterday, so there's that. Uh, MCU Phase 4 pushed back along with, you know, a lot of other things in pop culture. And uh, more Tiger King. Uh, we can't get enough of it as a collective, uh, as a country. All that and more on Nerd News Now. All right, uh, back with you, uh, Nerd News. Now we are all uh, behind a uh, webcam, cell phone, uh, something of some sort, some device that's allowing us to do this. Uh, how are you guys doing, uh, Miss Jen? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I've actually like I'm, I've ramped up the amount of time I'm spending interacting uh, online with my customers and my family and stuff. So I feel like I'm I'm keeping myself some good mental health. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, people are finding a lot of time to do that, to kind of re reconnect, check on everyone. Uh, and I think with all, I mean, can you imagine doing this without the technology, without the TV, without the electricity? <laughs> so we have it, we have it pretty good, all things considered. We'd like just crash all of the telephone system, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully not. I think I think we're good as long as we have uh, all these creature comforts that we're used to. Uh, Chaz, what about you? Man, since last night, been awesome, man. <laughs> checking out all of Miss Jen's posts and things. She got a whole truckload of comic books. Yeah, that was that <laughs> run you made uh, back to California a while back, right? Yeah, there's another there's another bunch that I have to go pick up in April or have arranged to be shipped in April, but that was the first batch. <clears throat> so, what are the? Those are all brand new comics. But yeah, it's from a store that um, so. There's a really awesome store set. They just it was just two locations in California. Uh, it was run. It's a run by a name guy named uh, Robert Scott. He uh, he's a really great owner, but he passed away in December, mm. and so they were closing down the one extra location to try to have the one original location survive. It's being run by uh, his store manager Lucky and uh, another fellow. And uh, they're really great people, and anything I can do to keep them running, I will. So uh, I'm buying all the stuff that I can out of them <clears throat> so that they can keep on going. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I got all excited. I wanted to jump in <laughs> and see what you got. It was like Christmas. It was but, some good bargains to be had today, for sure. <laughs> that, that's so cool. Very cool. What about you, Mark? Uh, I've been uh, doing all kinds of stuff, just trying to stay uh, alive. You know, one thing that's crazy is I don't uh, miss going into the grocery store like I thought I would. Like, I, 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 I 
using HEB curbside, and it's awesome. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> you, sit, you sit in the car, and people bring you food. Like, what? what is better than that? Sonic? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess... But if you like if you like to cook, I've been watching a lot of Julia Child. See, now we're just getting really personal here. But that's on Netflix, right? Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. Uh, it's her on original her original show uh, from the uh, '60s is actually on PBS. You have to subscribe to that. But uh, there is one called At Home with uh, Julia and Jacques, who's a French chef, and uh, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> like cooked chicken yeah like cooked chicken well the, if you watch the intro she's got a gun but I haven't gotten that episode yet oh really she's a true gangster for sure That's but uh, I, I think just, I mean like everyone else I think I'm trying to be responsible trying to stay away from people and trying to uh, throw myself into podcasting and cooking so that's yeah. basically yeah. That's the same thing yeah, yeah. The same thing. I used to eat out like every day, at least twice a day, whatever. Now I'm at home cooking. So uh, shedding some pounds, some nerd pounds. It's, uh, it's very rewarding when it isn't completely frustrating. That's yeah. It's either either or. Because if you like spend time building and preparing a meal for an hour to an hour and a half and it works, you feel very rewarded. But if it doesn't, then you're screwed. Yeah, you're like, I know I should have just went to Jack in the Box or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, again, luckily, places are open for us to do that. A lot of places have established, like, pretty safe curbside uh, pickup, and a lot of places even have, like, no-contact delivery. Uh, it's kind of fascinating watching all these places reconstruct their whole business and brand to be able to do that. It doesn't work for everybody, but on the national level, you see a lot of commercials for most of the national change that you can name and they've already like they've already got those commercials out there like telling about all these new practices they have just for this so uh yep. pretty inventive marketing out there for sure yeah i went to heb and they have the uh the divider the glass or the plastic that's up yeah i'm paying cash so i'm like well, i've got this how do you want me to get it to you I just was like, just hand it to me. I'm like, okay, cool, here you go. Like, this was pointless. <laughs> uh, yeah, they should probably have, like, a little money slot or something, but it wasn't built for that. You know who's having a field day out of all this is the uh, people who make sneeze guards for salad bars. Yeah. They, they, are, they are having a moment right now. They're installing those in, like, every grocery store, pharmacy, yeah. every place. I, I, guess it's a, I guess it's a literal sneeze guard. Because that's you know supposedly what those droplets you have to worry about, but they're having a field day. Like who's gone? I haven't gone to a salad barn forever, but I haven't either. But right now you're right. They're all excited. They're making tens of tens of dollars, but they're, they're making <laughs> so much not money. It's crazy. Um, but so yesterday, just to recap, we watched Bloodshot. Uh, we did this for basically an hour and forty minutes. While I'm watching a movie that no one can see, so it's probably a thrill to go back and watch us watching something you can't see. But if you saw it, check it out. Uh, we, I think we were all kind of surprised by this. Miss Jen was not because she saw it already. Uh, Chaz, what were your kind of recap thoughts on Bloodshot? Going into it, wasn't excited. Paying $20 to buy the movie, 
wasn't excited. Vin Diesel, not excited. Not knowing Bloodshot, not excited. But we watched the movie, and I got really excited because it was actually really good. It was funny when it was supposed to be funny. It was just enough action, whereas it it wasn't too action-y, I guess. But um, it had every. It, it was a good movie. The graphics were phenomenal, and uh, the audio. I can't wait to experience the audio, like a surround sound type, uh, maybe in a theater situation. I think that's the only thing that um, I was missing. But other than that, after we got off, I watched it again. I thought it was really, really good. I totally recommend it. And Miss Jen, any thoughts uh, watching it a second time on a super tiny screen while trying to listen to all those goofballs? I think I, I had so much enjoyment watching you guys and watch it for the first time and have those like aha moments. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that Chaz got to go back and watch it again because with us talking over it, there was still some stuff I was worried that you guys might miss. And uh, I just thought it was so well written in the way that it was like, <clears throat> it just laid out enough information as it went through to keep you interested and didn't feel super repetitive, which you kind of can get, right? If you get to the Groundhog Day part of any movie where it's like it goes over and over the same ground, it can feel really like, oh, not again. But they, I think they covered it well enough and gave you enough mystery revealed in each part that it was a, a much better thing than I was worried about when I went to go see it the first time. <laughs> I was worried about that part because the trailer made it seem like you're going to get just ad nauseum over and over again the same facts and events and that that's not the way it really laid it out in the movie no they did a, they did a great job uh, going over all that because there was a lot of aha moments where i was like oh this is exciting they did it in a way where it was a lot of fun or you know the the parts where we were very quiet not talking i was in the movie you know Getting pulled out and having fun and goofing off, that was really, really fun and cool. So I didn't mind that, because usually if I'm watching a movie, I want to be immersed in that movie. But I had a lot of fun, and then afterwards when I watched it again, I was just in it. And it was just like, wow. There's there a lot of wow moments in that movie, which I really like. It was really cool. So did Jarek end up practicing Still not a fan dance? I would tell you what, we filmed we filmed uh, Counter Space today, which is a, a show within our show, and uh, we gave a big nod to uh, Bloodshot. So that drops <laughs> on Thursday. There are episodes that we do that we'll come up with, and I count the days until I get to see it, because half the time it's just me writing something very stupid, and I just do it for myself, not for anybody else. But... Um, Obviously, I didn't write this, but this is one of those shows where I'm counting the days until it, until it drops. And I cannot wait. It was awesome. Jarek did a great job. Um, he looked great. And um, we even had uh, Michaela was in the store because we were doing inventory. So she was like the goon who, you know, gives him the jacket and the, and the hat. So oh, she's in- I cannot wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be so ridiculously awesome. Which <laughs> I'm totally going to share that one a million times. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it's going to be cool, man. Yeah, it had a lot of comedic moments. I was really impressed by the CG on that. I really thought the graphic design was very good going from, you know, this sort of like Matrix-esque reality. And then Guy Pierce is a good actor. I think he's probably underutilized at this point, fell into a little bit of a niche as being a bad guy in comic book movies. 
but uh, I, he he's still like to me a stellar actor. So I enjoyed those aspects of it. Um, I would like to know more about the Valiant Universe, but I believe they have multiple deals going on with different studios to where they can't really combine everything like an MCU. So it'll be interesting to see what other you know shows and uh, movies they have based on their properties and entities. Uh, do you guys think it warrants a sequel, or would you like to see other Valiant stuff first? I don't know. I, I, if they have a sequel, they got my money. I mean, just by this movie. And if they come out with something else, I'll go in the theaters and see it. And, you know, with me not knowing too much and not being excited about this movie at first, I mean, it's totally changed my outlook on, you know, it's just not DC and Marvel. It could be other things. So I'm open, man. They've got my money right now. So it's really cool. I mean, it was better than Batman v Superman by far. So right <laughs> now they're number two in my list of uh, favorite franchises. <laughs> yeah. Marvel, Valiant, DC. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Birds of Prey was awesome. Yeah, it was good, but still, Batman v Superman just kind of. Oh, that. Yeah, that's when I run anything. Yeah. <laughs> Martha. Martha runned everything. Martha is basically the Carol Baskin of the DCU. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's awesome. Please mean like, that. <laughs> really? I do. I mean it. Uh, no, Jim, meme, meme it. Meme it. Oh, meme, meme it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I probably will. Uh, Miss Jen, if you, regardless of who owns the rights to what and how they present it, if you could do a show or a movie about another Valiant character, who would it be and what format would it be? Would it be animated, a uh, Netflix show, uh, or a movie? I think probably if I had my druthers for something to develop right now, to give it kind of like, because you've got Bloodshot, which is super serious. Um, I think the next thing they have planned is the Quantum and Woody stuff which I think is supposed to go to TV somehow. But that, I mean, they're basically brothers. They're not actual brothers. They're like foster brothers or something because they're from two different races. But they end up with these two uh, power bands. So each of them has a power band on. And while they have the power bands on, they're super powerful. But they have to get together every 24 hours and clang them together. And... The whole series is just ridiculous, right? They have a pet goat. They uh, they they talk smack to each other. They mostly don't like each other. They get they have a hard time getting along. So that's why it's kind of funny that they have to get together every twenty four hours and clang their bracelets. <laughs> bracelets, but there it, it's kind of like a buddy cop feel. There could be so much in the series, the comic book series. It was always so hilarious, just as funny. It's like if you took. Peter Parker and Spider-Man and they were two different people and you put those two guys together it's that kind of vibe it's cool we have that book in the store and uh, the cover art always looks amazing but um, I haven't picked that one up either but I, I would totally go see that movie so make it <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Dinesh to do it now <laughs> do it now <laughs> I always thought uh, Faith would make a very good uh, series Especially with, I saw what they did with the graphic novel, um, I'm Not Okay With This. I, yes. I just think it would have be kind of like a lighter vibe on that. I think it would be a good like eight eight episode series, maybe multiple seasons depending on how it went. Oh, Jared's here. What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sorry, this is per per. <laughs> he's an old man, so I don't. I, I I'm taking every moment I can with him because I don't know how long he's going to be with us. So. <laughs> hey, bud, what's up? I'm not okay with this. I binge watched that recently. I thought that was uh, it was really cool how, how they did that. Yeah, I hadn't uh, read the uh, I hadn't read the book, so. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, one of the the girls at work told me about it, and I was in. I thought it was um, you know, a different way of looking at uh, getting these powers. You know, usually you read them in the books. They're like, "Yay, I have these!" And this person is like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not okay with this." <laughs> I yeah. like how awkward they make it about her life. Like yeah. it's mostly about human drama. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, the the superpowers kind of take a back uh, a back seat. To because she's developing into, I mean, she's in high school, so she's got teenage problems, and then on top of that, she's got these powers. But I, I, I thought I, I think it's written really well. And then uh, it got pretty brutal at the end, also. I wasn't expecting that, I don't think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, really, because the box office has been zero since March 17th. Uh, the really only the news we we have lately is stuff that's been pushed back and pushed back. Well, for us at least, the the big thing would be that Marvel, the MCU, announced their Phase Four readjustment, their realignment. Um, so I'll just go through this quick, and you guys can give me your thoughts. But um, Black Widow, as we know, is supposed to be out May first. They decided not to release it early digitally, which is probably a good move, and that has been moved to. November 6th of this year. Uh, the Eternals was supposed to be November 6th this year, and now it's February 12th, 2021. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that is now May 7th, 2021, moved from February of uh, 2021. Doctor Strange also got moved um, four months from May to November, also 2021. Thor moved all the way back to February 2022. That's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. Uh, Black Panther 2 stays the same, May 8th, 2022. And Captain Marvel 2, now July 8th, 2022. And there was no previous date announced. So still a lot of stuff to look forward to. It's just we're not getting any of it starting till November. Uh, which of those movies, Miss Jen, are you most looking forward to? Oh, gosh. Um... Probably Thor. I think I'm with you. I'm I'm interested to see if they're going to continue on with that super lightheartedness that they had. It's just so funny, and I like I like that version of it very much. And Chaz, what about you? Uh, Thor, for sure. Yeah. Um, the Eternals. I'm looking forward to seeing because uh, you know I think everybody was like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. And like when they announced that, you're like, why? Yeah, and going to see it, you're like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. So, um, as far as hopefully uh, super surprised, um, Eternals, but looking forward to Thor. Uh, Thor is just lovable. I think, you know, I mean, your mom knew who Thor was beforehand, but now mom loves Thor. You know, <clears throat> right? Uh, I I don't know anything about the Eternals, nor do I know anything about Shang Chi. So I'm actually excited about those two as well just because now we're getting into territory where it's like in the eternals 
I've never even really heard of them. You know, I know about Jack Kirby, obviously, but I'm just not familiar. And the cast is awesome. I love all the cast. I just don't know who any of the characters they're playing are. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Miss Jen, are there any of these that you're uh, interested in learning more about? I mean, that's kind of what I liked about um, all of the stages of the MCU. Like, I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange before that one dropped or Ant-Man. Only very little knowledge about Black Panther. And all of those characters are now, like, super important. And uh, it's like, oh, this guy that didn't really matter at all in the MCU now is you got to have him for the team or something breaks down because they're all pretty important little cogs. Yeah, I like the way they're doing that as well. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, people will definitely be there for the MCU. I think pushing Black Widow back to November is probably the right call because we have no idea how this stuff is going to open back up and reacclimate. We were talking yesterday on the bloodshot live stream um one thing they could possibly do is open up the theaters for free for a few weeks or maybe at a greatly discounted rate but we don't know when the studios are going to feel comfortable putting their big money makers back out there i mean it's looking like october november might might be the best bet to sort of normalize through all this but it just depends on the ordinances and crowd gathering and all that stuff too uh, on top of people's kind of feelings about going back outside around people again so we'll see what happens with that um speaking of eternals real quick uh funko leaked the um eternals pops okay really so there was a little bit of a i don't know a pop craze about that and then ant-man 3 i don't know when that's supposed to be released but uh modok might be in ant-man 3 it's related to yeah wow I'm, I'm doing a lot of nerd things lately. So, um, and then also Omega Red might show up in the Marvel TV stuff. So they've got all oh. these uh, cool. Things. So um, maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's a hint at the X Men. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, where, I'm excited. Uh, where would they have where would they have Omega Red? show up i mean would it be would it maybe be uh falcon and uh, or let's see um i don't let's see because in the real uh, the real comic world he shows up first in x-men number four yeah and there's zero x-men stuff right now but mm-hmm. I, i'm uh, I, still I, not I'm I have no idea where it's at now. Okay. I mean, that's a great, that would be a great villain to introduce. I just, um, I, I'm still not convinced because of what they did with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that they're going to totally merge the movies with the TV series. I hope they do. I mean, it, it would it would make sense. Um, I keep hearing a lot of Spider-Man 3 rumors where he's going to have a lawyer, and the lawyer is either going to be She-Hulk or Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope that's true, but I just don't know if they would do that. I don't know if it would be Daredevil because of the series and all that jazz. You might get uh, She-Hulk in there. Because anytime, yeah, anytime you have She-Hulk or Spider-Woman, eh, their powers take a backseat. And it's just like, I'm a lawyer, and I'm a lawyer, and cool, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm reading She-Hulk, lawyer woman. <laughs> Instead but of just also- She-Hulk. 
kick some booty. Yeah, but I guess it also depends on the storyline because one of them's a prosecutor and one of them's a defense attorney. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I guess it depends on what he is getting sued for <laughs> or why he's in court also. But uh, that'd be interesting. I just hope that they, if they, I would like to see Charlie Cox continue to be Daredevil if they choose to have him in the MCU. Uh, that'd be great. But, uh, you know, who knows? That'd be cool. I mean, they might just move away from that altogether, like, like you said. But, um, well, going to uh, stuff that we can still watch at home, uh, binging or not, uh, this is not nerd-related, or maybe it is, because it's just, if the computer is for nerds and geeks, then this is this is the computer right now. But Tiger King uh, has announced that they're coming out with another episode. What do you think about that, Chaz? Oh, I'm excited. I know uh, I woke up, what was it, today or yesterday? And the first post that I saw was, uh, I haven't watched the Tiger King, and nor am I going to ever watch the Tiger King. And I'm like, yo, man, that was so last week. Like, everybody's doing, like, online puzzles and stuff now. But, um, oh, I'm in. Give me that extra episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready, man. Miss Jen, did you watch Tiger King? Oh gosh, yes! I binged that yeah. forever ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, I get this. This episode is supposed to, and what this is coming from that guy Jeff Lowe. So take it with a grain of salt. But um, it's supposed to center around an investigation into Carol Baskin, which, you know, all joking aside, she seemed to be the one that was mostly the most responsible in taking care of big cats. Uh, the Lex, uh, less exploitation there. So the way she was kind of painted, I, I wonder how that's going to play out. But uh, we'll see. People love Joe Exotic right now. I don't know. Every time she talks about her husband, man, she was like very, very defensive. And, and there was that one line that she was talking about. She was talking about her husband, and she said something about maybe he disappeared or, you know, accidents happen. And I'm like, what? You know? I don't know. She's, she's, she's crazy eyes, man. I think in that, uh, in one of the, the life insurance contracts, it says something like, you know, in case of death or disappearance. And that's not really something that's written into that vernacular. Yeah, and he wrote a letter saying, hey, if anything happens to me, it's because of her. And, yeah, and it says in case of disappearance. Like, I don't even think it says death. So the... the, the the lawyer was like, I've never seen this before, or whoever it was. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Give me the dirt on Baskins. To me, it's just like a really, really long, deep, involved, very sick episode of Forensic Files. <laughs> yeah. I At first, I was proud of America because I'm like, oh, finally, they're obsessing over a non-murder documentary. But then you find out about <laughs> If you find out about the whole angle of Carol Baskin, everyone just latches onto that. And it's like, oh, because like people were just like crazy about, you know, making of a murder, anatomy of a murder, serial, all that stuff. And I get I don't know, I guess it's just fascinating to people, but I, I was finding a reprieve in the characters, but then I saw how they treated the animals and I was kind of cringing about that. And then I realized people were just in it for the possible murder <laughs> aspect. And eh. People are gonna like what they like, I guess. That's true. Oh, so oh, I found. All I gotta uh, say is, "Hey, girl, that's got like 
your arm ripped off by a tiger and then went back to work in seven days. If you ever need a job, girl, ever need <laughs> yeah. a job. That was crazy. But yeah. You know, seeing the, the manager, he had no legs. But I was like, oh, that's not tiger related. But then seeing her... Because there were so many people with missing limbs. I was like, what? Somebody has. I mean, it has to be because of a tiger. Um, and it was. By the way, I found uh, the Omega Red. So okay. it was this, uh, um, Marvel Phase 4 X-Men leaks hint. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Disney leaks hint um, for mutant. Uh, let's see. Omega Red. And it's got a video. Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's supposed to appear. Okay. It's pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, he looks really cool, actually. So, anyway, so yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, casting uh, it. Uh, I haven't played the video. There's several different. Um, I don't know who it is. Uh, it's just concept art. It looks like right now, oh, but it okay. looks really cool. All right, so, let's cast him, Mark. Cast Omega Red. Who do you want? Oh wow! I, uh, he he was a uh, Russian origin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I just have no idea. I have no idea. Taz, you got any ideas on that? Oh, a young Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I, want that, I, I want that wrestler dude that was in Haven. I always forget his name. I don't think I ever thought. What was Haven? Haven? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, it's a show that's uh, based on a Stephen King novel where uh, this FBI agent ends up in this town called Haven and uh, is just trying to figure out just a normal crime. But it turns out that there's that Haven is basically its own, like you step into another dimension almost when you end up there. And there's a big mystery about a place called the Black Barn. It's oh. like there's thinnies, just like Stephen King has in a lot of his other books. Uh-huh. But there's a professional wrestler that plays like the lead police officer there or a sheriff there. He's just like, he's awesome. He would, he's big enough and he's a really good actor. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't see him in the cast. How old is this movie? Did it have Bill Paxton in uh, it? He was a TV show. Oh, okay. That was a movie. Let's see. Miss Jen, do you think we're at a point now where at any hour of any day you can find something that was created by Stephen King on television? Oh, gosh, yes. I bet you there's at least three things running right now. I've been trying to watch The Stand, but no one's got it in their streaming service right now. Uh, the uh, the original one, like the movie? Yeah, or- the, what, the one that was like the, the miniseries? Yeah. I don't know when, uh, who knows when the new one's been pushed back to. I have no idea. That was a good one. Uh, Langoliers was actually a decent one. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that was after the stand. Uh, Outsider on HBO, if you have HBO, X, that, that was excellent. Edge. Edge is the wrestler. Edge, that's Edge? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He's not Russian. No, he, <laughs> he could play a Russian very easily. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny enough, I uh, I'm craving sports right now, and the only thing going now or ever this weekend is uh, wrestling. And so Edge came back to WWE yesterday, 
uh, in that part two of WrestleMania. They did WrestleMania. It was like six and a half hours over oh, two wow. days. So uh, they had some pretty pretty intense, cool matches. And then uh, some of the matches were very awkward because it's just two people fighting with no crowd. So you could definitely tell if they missed Mark or if they were like you know talking to each other or whatever so but uh yeah no, uh, uh the thing about uh especially the wrestlers that were part of the attitude era like obviously the rock stone cold uh edge others uh they're very big personalities so i could definitely see someone like that being able to handle themselves on a on marvel show for sure yeah i can see him doing that a lot of rec- uh, wrestlers make good actors and actresses, so um, man, I, I I think that's a that's a great pick. I couldn't think of anybody, but uh, Edge, yeah, you got my money. So obviously, X Men number four is just going to go, you know, just going to shoot up yeah. because of that. And then earlier today, I noticed that a lot of like like every single early X Men comic was up, and their prices are going up because. Uh, Disney Plus. Did you see the they're hinting at uh, X Men animated series two? Oh wow! Ooh, yes. So Disney Plus had uh, a picture, and it was just a picture, and it had all of the um, the animated X Men uh, characters redone. But you can tell it's from the animated series. It was just uh, they just got a, a makeover, pretty much. So fans went crazy, and um, Disney was like, uh, Feig, uh, "Feige was like, yeah, uh, it's possible. We're not saying no. <laughs> so yeah. we might uh, season two or a series, second series." That is something that's definitely worth the uh, a rewatch. I watched a few episodes of it when Disney Plus uh, hit back in September, and uh, there's some crazy ones I forgot about. So that whole thing is definitely worth a rewatch. Sure. Very blurry. <laughs> Check it out. You just Google it. Yeah, I watched. I did the same thing when Disney came. Disney Plus. I I, I did uh, a couple of episodes of pretty much all all the things, except for Gargoyles. Everybody was up in arms about gargoyles i never watched that show so it's still a last on my list but i'm also watching a lot of dcu stuff as well so yeah <clears throat> which uh dcu they have uh they announced barbara gordon coming into uh series number three of titans oh did they they did and that that airs on the 18th of may if you have the dcu app which is a monday but if you don't have it you can go to the CW the very next day and then watch the series, which is cool. Oh, wait, are they doing that with? They're doing that with Teen Titans as well. Uh, they're doing that, not te- the the Titans uh, uh, live action is okay. what they're doing. Yeah, because they're so, also doing that with Star Girl, so it makes you wonder like why are they giving away all their shows for free? I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that apps either about to be a thing of the past or be assimilated into. Um, the HBO Max stuff completely. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I like it. I mean, I like the CW stuff. As cheesy as it may sound, like I watch Flash and Supergirl, like nobody's business. They're well written. Flash, it's, I don't know, man, like I, 
I feel like Kevin Smith sometimes because it chokes you up. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not like yeah. watching it live or whatever because there's they hit you in the heartstrings, man, on some of that stuff. Supergirls is fun. And then uh, with Titans coming in, I think it's a great show so far. And I like how they introduce like all these like Z-grade characters. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But uh, and I don't know if you guys heard about this, but Sony is talking about doing a solo uh, movies for Man Wolf. So, really? Yeah. So that that book shot up as well. And I've never even heard of this character, but uh, Humbug. You ever heard of Humbug? <laughs> He's a Spider-Man character. Yeah. Sony also owns him. So um, that went up as well. Which is crazy. Uh, as what, far as what does he appear in? He appears in. See, I've got this written down because I, I talked about it earlier today. It is. I don't know. Let's see. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's in Web of Spider-Man number nineteen. Sony is considering a solo film, so that price shot up. Okay. Yeah, which is uh, crazy. And then for some reason. Uncanny X-Men number 30 shot up in price because of, it's the first appearance of Dazzler. So I don't, I don't know, but it didn't mention anything about uh, her appearing in anything. Well, but, her show uh, got canceled. She was going to have a show uh, on Hulu, an animated series, and that got canceled. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe she's maybe slated to appear in an MCU show because this it just came up on... Uh, today so who knows i mean either they're gonna release a whole bunch of x-men soon i mean they, who knows it's up to them how many they want to release and, and how what movies i mean who knows i mean they could they could release 20 x-men at a time if they wanted or it could have a lot to do with uh, the animated series as well but uh i i, I was more surprised about humbug because i'd never heard of humbug <laughs> I'm like, why? Why would you even consider this? But then again, if you own all of it, you're just like, yeah, let's just go ahead and just do it. Why not? Humbug, sure. <laughs> let's I mean, write that's a script. But if, if we get a if we get a humbug movie before we get a black cat uh, <laughs> movie, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> yeah, they really need to introduce black cat. I think that'll be that'll be cool. That'd be awesome. Because there was supposed to be a black cat silver sable movie, and they should have done it. And I don't know what happened. Uh, the Spider-Man game came out, and they pretty much had that their own storyline together in it. So, yeah. <laughs> I'd still rather see that again than Humba, <laughs> but yeah. As of right now, I'm totally with you on this. So I, I guess when they they say they're considering these characters having movies, it's possible just, hey, well, somebody write a script, I guess. I don't know. I'm just going off the interwebs. But, you know, through this uh, comic book app, or news website, uh, it shows you what uh, what are, what's shooting up in price. I guess through like eBay and all that jazz. So who knows, man? It's still the internet, so you got to take it with like a whole shaker of salt. Right, or uh, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, so so moving on to some Star Wars news. Uh, I wish Jarek was here for this because he was the most amped for this when it was originally revealed a few months back, but. You know, they're having their whole uh, High Republic launch soon where it's just going to, it sounds like it's just going to hit every facet of books, whether it's like books for little kids, then uh, 
kids comics comics uh young adult and then full-blown novels they uh announced and released the concept art for five brand new jedi that are supposed to be you know decades before if not centuries before uh the skywalker saga so uh you can go online and see pictures of this concept art but they include of our chris loden great storm keeve trennis stellan geos and vernestra Vern Rowe. so again that high republic will be an all-out blitz across comics novels and young adult books no release date confirmed as of yet, but uh, they are continuing plans to open up the universe and move away from that Skywalker saga. So we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, all right, comics. Uh, Miss Jen, would you mind giving us a uh, up to date uh, the the state of comics right now, knowing what we know as far as the shipments that have been delayed and maybe what we can do to help out our stores and publishers, just anything that might've come up within the last week. So diamonds having, uh, so the basically diamond is mostly shut down just because they, they can't uh, have all their workers in the same space. And um, so they have uh, maybe some of the warehouses operating, but at a very, just for uh, direct ship orders, but uh, they actually sent messages out today saying that, even then, they're probably not going to be doing any direct shipping or very, very delayed direct shipping because I guess UPS is actually not delivering things to areas that are supposed to be shelter in place. Even if you say to them that you're available to receive a shipment, they still don't, they just send it back. So they asked us today that if uh, we did want to receive anything from UPS to uh, give them our home address so that because uh, they're still delivering to home addresses for some reason but not to shelter in place places other businesses so really mm -hmm. that's interesting <clears throat> and now normally you wouldn't be able to get uh, a distribution order to your home address right but they're just making section an uh, exception right now to kind of get around that to maybe keep things going Yes, because I mean, uh, for us especially, we we're actually doing pretty brisk business in uh, trade paperbacks that people are asking us for because they are at home and they're like, you know, there's this hole in my collection that I've been wanting to fill for a long time. Um, and since there's no new comics coming out, they're now taking this opportunity to fill in all their trade paperback holes. So we get asked for them a lot. So if it really does become a situation where there's not a way to get them that way, then um we're gonna have to make sure all of our ordering pass through ingram and uh uh random house penguin all of those places are gonna be we're gonna have to use those for sure because can't stop that flow no uh are there any trades that are at the top of everyone's list like have you noticed any ones that are selling way more than others it's interesting. It's really way across the board. You can really tell it's like everyone's favorite stuff they've been just putting off for a while. I got a bunch of uh, Marvel ones get requested today, that, but they were kind of like, you know, volume two of Deadpool something. And so it was just, it was very diverse, the stuff that's being asked for. So I think it really is very individualized. It's not by pop culture anymore. I think that people bought all the ones that were like the hot things when they yeah. came out. So it sounds like people just needing stuff to read. So hopefully 
those channels will stay open for them to order in the meantime. So when have you gotten an, an estimate from the from either Diamond or uh, the big publishers of when they expect to start shipping out new comics, or does it really just depend on when we kind of open the country back up? So I haven't heard any dates at all. And then you have the added complexity that some of the country may open up before other parts of the country. So it's the big question then becomes, are we going to wait for the entire country to reopen before we start having any flow of comic books happen again? And can the industry wait that long? Those are the two big questions. Yeah, that'll be, uh, I mean, it's going to be a learning curve for every business starting or restarting. So we'll have to uh, see about that. But in the meantime, do you know of any, I I saw that DC is doing a really cool thing. Uh, A lot of different, uh, they've donated money um, that's, I think, going to be pulled out to local shops. I don't know how they're going to divvy that up. But I know Jim Lee has an eBay page set up where he's doing a sketch a day for 30 days. And uh, that could generate a lot of donations, being that he's such a hard person to get a sketch from. It's not like you can just walk up you know, at a convention and get something like that. So have you heard of anyone uh, else doing anything like that? I heard that Liefeld's doing the same thing. And I think that their sketches are going for thousands and thousands of dollars. So people are, are actually bidding with the idea that they know they're raising money to help save comic book stores. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that would already pay several thousand to have an original piece of Jim Lee art in their collection. And then knowing that it's going to charity, uh, they're going to be even more interested. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that. And I know a lot of, you know, trades is a good way to try to put um, money into the artist's pockets. And, of course, a lot of artists have websites, Etsy, uh, things you can buy, prints, uh, and maybe even singles, signed issues. Try to support uh, the industry in this uh, harrowing time. Um, now, Chaz, we read a comic from Ryan Little. He wrote Axeman. Uh, he was gracious enough to lend us some PDFs uh, from his Kickstarter of Axeman. Uh, what did you think about this? Uh, I, I dug it. When I think Axeman, I was thinking Axe Cop. Yeah. <laughs> I love Axe it was it's so good i'm still watching x cup but um i thought it was cool it was kind of um terminator meets judge dread you know the artwork was really cool uh it took me a, a, a couple of pages to get into it but i guess it's with anything it's brand new you don't know what's going on and it doesn't start with like an origin or anything it's just like boom it, it kicks off in the middle of uh one of the missions but uh i liked it it was cool man uh, it was a little bit um, timely, I think. <laughs> it was about about just diseases being used as weapons and pandemic level stuff. Yeah. So it was unnerving, but very. Uh, I guess. Uh, I, I guess from the perspective of generating interest right now, probably just perfectly on the nose, to be honest, because a lot of the stuff that they were going over, all those kind of shrouded in secrecy is uh, very interesting to me. People using, you know, making bioweapons and viruses and the containment of that. Uh, Miss Jane, did you get a chance to read X-Men? No, but it sounds like it's, uh, like when you're talking about this kind of a, a theme, 
There's a yeah. series that was just launched a couple months ago through Image, uh, I think Image Top Cow, called The Clock. It's by Matt Hawkins that is about the weaponization of cancer. Oh. Hmm. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. It is. <laughs> Trust me. It's called what? The Clock? The Clock. Cool. It's about the it clock out. is the, the countdown to when you reach uh, there's enough contagion to where you can't go backwards. It just takes it everything over. Oh. Yeah. What happened <laughs> topics? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, so we were able to read the first two issues of Axeman, and uh, the second one definitely ends on, like, a what-the-heck cliffhanger. So no. I'm uh, looking forward for number three. It looks like it's being produced independently and solely through... Uh, crowdfunding so uh, look for that uh, the first two are closed but look for that popping up soon Axeman number three on Kickstarter by Ryan Little and the art as Chaz mentioned is uh, by Brianne Anden and uh, it was some cool art um, now Miss Jen you mentioned people buying up trades uh, I'll start with you uh, what are maybe three trade paperbacks that you would recommend people uh, getting right now to read while they're self-isolating, quarantining, or just stuck at home? Um, let's see. Let's do some things that uh, maybe be off the beaten path. Or we'll, we'll just start with one that's related to what we just got through watching. There's a They made specifically a trade paperback for Bloodshot for people that don't know anything about Bloodshot. Uh, it's an omnibus. It's only $25, and it's really super thick, so it's worth it's worth the money. It's a, a good bang for its buck. Um, for people that have never jumped into the Saga universe, you can get the first trade paperback if you want, but you're going to want it anyway, so you might as well get the omnibus. It's a $60 omnibus, but it'll take you forever to read. It's essentially a Romeo and Juliet tale where the t Romeo and Juliet characters are from uh, other races uh, that are not human. <laughs> and that one's like... Everyone gets addicted to that one. I've never, ever recommended that one. That haven't, people haven't liked it. And then I would probably choose Rob Guillory's Farmhand, just because it's so weird. Yeah. It's a, it's trippy. It's a farmer that's figured out how to grow body parts that are not rejected. So if you have, like, you want to have a replacement heart, he can just harvest it like it's an apple. And uh, it's a super complex human drama. His family doesn't get along and... You know, there's other organizations that would like to have access to this. And he's the only one that can do it. And and I'm sure there's unintended consequences of those actions as yeah, well. It's read, gotten so. the second story arc has gotten way into that part. Like, are the are those organs that he's growing are they alive themselves? <laughs> yeah, and and he was uh, he was co-creator of Chew, which was a wild series on its own. So that kind of gives you the idea of sort of the humor uh, and tone, maybe, <laughs> of Farmhand. Mm -hmm. I discovered Chew. It was uh, a Chew and Outer, Dark, uh, Outer Darkness crossover. Yeah. I didn't read, I've never read either one of them, but Chew was just amazing. Like, I'm instantly a fan of Chew. Yeah. That was another one of those shows that was supposed to be, you know, a TV series, and it just, it just got stuck in yeah. production. I mean, I would think it just plays perfectly into, especially people's love of, of all things culinary. Like, it just plays 
perfectly into into that. Just a wild series about uh, what 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 is his power exactly? I, I can't. I'm trying to remember what the term is, but basically knowing, being able to know everything by just tasting something. Yeah. So, uh, Chaz, what about you? Do you have like three things that are just classics in your mind that would be a good time for people to read up on right now? Um, I think, I mean, if you want to go, uh, I'll follow Jen's lead off the beaten path. Uh, obviously Saga, she's already said, but uh, yeah, get the whole thing. Um, why the last man? I think is uh, pretty cool. It's about uh, it. There's two male mammals left on the entire world. Uh, it's a dude and a monkey, and uh, the dude's he's a hot commodity because you know reproduction and all that jazz. And um, let's see, um, probably Black Science if you're into like science fiction stuff. Um, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub has always been a favorite of mine. Um, it's about a a disgraced samurai travels around with a toddler. So it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, those those three, for sure. Oh, I need to check out One Wolf and Cub. That sounds cool, actually. I love samurai stuff. Yeah, it's... Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, it's just really, really good. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say about it. Yeah. But... Uh, my uncle told me, uh, he gave me a book, Lone Wolf and Cub, and I was a big Wolverine fan. He was like, you might like this. So and I do. I, I, I reread it constantly. It's really cool. So those are my picks. What are your favorites, Mark? I'm sure you've got some stuff that you just love. Well, I do, but I think by this point, everyone's heard of them. I was going to say Why the Last Man, but the Dadder Saga, anything by Brian K. Vaughn, to be honest, like. I don't think I've read anything by him that was disappointing because <laughs> the guy can just write comics. Like, and, and he's got, they do have trades of the stuff that he's written for Marvel or the stuff that he's written for DC, but the bread and butter is like his own creation. Uh, I think Ex Machina, um, you know, that's being optioned into a movie later called The Great Machine. Uh, that one is a real just mind bender. The perfect back and forth storytelling uh, that he does in Why the Last Man uh, just constantly intriguing. Um, and then sticking with Vertigo, I would say Preacher. Uh, and then probably Alan Moore's run on Swamp. Omnibus. That that is some good writing. Like it's just like it's. It's almost exhausting reading some of those singular issues because it just makes your brain explode. I mean, it's just like, it's just so simple, but the words are so complex. But the storyline that's going on, there's not a lot of movement on the page, uh, but the art's always phenomenal. And then the words are just, it's just unmatched. The stuff's unmatched. Um, yeah. It's so. That's uh, comic-wise, that that would probably be it. But I mean, this is definitely the time for people to catch up on trades, on back issues that they've stockpiled and haven't read yet, um, and, and anything like that. There's so many resources for us to do that right now. Um, my my comic bookshelf is probably like ten percent read, <laughs> so 
I mean, I'm, I'm well supplied for sure. I told myself I was going to get uh, a lot of these books read that I keep taking home. You know, every Wednesday, I've got like, you know, $150 pile of comics that I'll, I'll dumb down to like maybe 45 or 50 bucks. But yeah. uh, and they, home and they sit right next to the bed. And when people come into the store, they're like, whoa, what are you reading? And I'm like, I don't know, uh, something from like 1995, something from last year. Uh, but I can tell you what people are buying and I kind of know what's going on with the story, but there's a whole bunch of stuff, man. I, I can't wait to read, but I find myself laying on the couch and just binge watching things. Yeah. Uh, it's not to do that right now, man. I mean, you gotta be focused to read and sometimes it's just, you're kind of just in the bunker and want to just curl up on the couch and watch them. So. Yeah. Um, we're we're nearing the end of our hour here on Nerd News now. Miss Jen, I'm going to end with a question. Uh, you can go first. What fictional character would you take to go grocery store shopping with you right now? Oh, goodness gracious. <clears throat> Who would be a good good shopping person? Um, oh, Lord, uh, it's, it's not even a comic book character. That, that, that the big, like, hmm dong character from sesame street or electric company that has the giant mouth because then they would just like i'd put all my groceries in there so i don't have to worry about them you can carry them around for me are you talking about the yips yep 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 yeah i think uh the last convention we were at we met those guys yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was one of my favorite cosplays ever with the two the yep yeah it was. They were really well done. It was really random. Uh, the Yips do not. They do not practice social distance. So that's the only problem with bringing them out. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very Chaz, true. Chaz, what about what about you, Chaz? Any comic character or, or fictional, otherwise, grocery shopping with? Uh, Invisible Woman. Let's take her because she can make the bubble. We're invisible. We can. You know, when the store shuts down, we can just hang out. And when they, you know, put the TP up on the shelves and all the things we need, so we can just go ahead and first one to grab them. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you can practice social distancing in a big old bubble. <clears throat> Plus, she's cute. So, why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Plastic Man. And then hopefully I don't even have to, like, leave the front of the store. That's a good idea. But, man, I, he's so annoying. I love plastic. Man. <laughs> he also does not practice social distancing, and he would probably try to talk to everyone. Yeah, he's he's in the uh, the new Flash series. He's been on the past couple of seasons. Which no, is, been... is that elongated man? Well, no. see, oh, he, the his true identity is Plastic Man, but oh. his his name, his superhero name, is Elongated Man. So it's the two together. I so I guess they're just like, well, we've got two, might as well use them. But, uh, yeah, his true identity is Plastic Man, so I just call him Plastic Man. Oh, that's right, because he's, Ra he's Ralph, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I've seen that actor and character, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just hanging out with him all day. Like, just even in the grocery store. I'd just be like, yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I was trying to think of pretty much anyone with a mask will keep them safe, but... I like the invisible woman one because that'll keep you safe in the bubble. <laughs> but then again, man, you could probably go Bane. He's got the mask and like nobody's gonna get next to that dude scary, you know? No, yeah. He'll if be able to just looks at you, just give it to him. Yeah. 
Well, uh, that is all the time we have for today. So uh, I guess we'll keep doing this as long as we need to. But uh, Miss Jen and Chaz, thanks for uh, being on this with me again from our respective bat caves and fortress of solitudes. Uh, And remember, you can catch uh, us on Woodlands Online, on Roku on the Woodlands Online channel and on kvqt over the air and conroe uh check out us and all of the other woodlands online programming um as well as you can go to the kingdom of geekdom and see all of our past episodes and we're also on stitcher spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast there's an audio version of nerd news now available for your listening pleasure. Until next time, for Miss Jen, Chaz, I'm Mark. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now.